Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. It's the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, and pumping out a steady dose of Illini insider knowledge 24 hours a day. Off and running on another episode right now. This is show number nine already. Man, time does fly. Wow. Fun. Isn't that incredible? It's amazing. Folks, it is mid-October. Let that sink in for a moment. We're already to mid-October. I mean, before you know it, we'll be wearing knit hats, we'll scraping windows, winning basketball games, all kinds of good, fun, clean stuff. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Catley uh, will join us in a bit. Uh, Brad, I think Mike's horse and buggy broke down on the way in. Yeah, I heard he was taking the national road from Cumberland, Maryland into town, and uh, that's how he, he made it. So there's my history, historical reference for today. Um, but, yeah, it, he's a little bit behind schedule. Very good, yeah, and just barely got outside of, like, Ellicott City, and then, yeah, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> so Nice, nicely done. Hey, uh, we are a week away from the first basketball exhibition game. Next weekend, St. Francis out of the Chicago area comes down to State Farm Center. Uh, we've got our basketball roundtable, chock full of experts, and then there's uh, and then there's me with those guys sitting out at the table. Uh, but I guarantee that we will uh, collectively get you ready for hoops. And before you think Illini guys is all about the fellas, the Illini gals will chime in later this hour. Always with great insights. We did a podcast with them earlier um, this calendar year, and we look forward to talking with them again. No football this week, and, and Brad, I think everyone, wouldn't you agree, needed this break? after last weekend's uh, debacle against Wisconsin. My, my eyes are no longer bleeding after watching the Illinois offense. Um, so, so that's a good thing. I mean, they've gotten better. I, you know, so I guess that's a positive. Um, yeah, it was tough. That was a tough game to watch. And, uh, you know, all year they've been pretty competitive, except, you know, at Virginia, they kind of laid an egg. But this one, they just didn't look like they belonged on the field uh, with Wisconsin, especially the offense. So just uh, it was not pretty in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it was one to to watch. I kept, oh, okay, well, will you will you try this? Will you try that? And it seemed like whatever they did, um, it, it didn't work. It, it it was such a bad loss. I think that that Matt Stevens. We'll talk to Matt here in a little bit. Um, I think he mentioned that it was their the lowest number of of yards. First time they didn't get a hundred yards on offense since nineteen seventy seven. Was that? <laughs> I mean, sounds about right. Was that the zero zero or three three tie back then? Yeah, it was one of those, whatever it yeah. was. I don't know. That's a lot. That's really bad offense. When you get less than 100 yards, that's uh, not good. Yeah. And and the scary thing is, you know, Chase Brown had the one run for like 22 yards. At one point, that was half their offense, um, you know, and, and midway through wow. the game. So it's one of those games, I think, at this point, um, probably good to have it now. So you just kind of put it behind you. There's really nothing you can do other than just put it back. Uh, behind you. Brett Bielema did mention Matt was writing that, you know, some changes coming up. Um, you know, from your perspective, you've been at every game, you follow this team closely. How do you build from this? You had some momentum, you did some things. I thought the defense um, was okay until the second half, you just ran out. I mean, when you've got three and out, your defense gets a, literally about a two-minute break and go back out again. It's yeah. tough to... Tell. Well, it was, 
time possession was like 44 to 16 or something like that, something crazy. So you're going to be worn down as a defense when that happens, especially a physical team. Wisconsin is physical. They're not their quarterback isn't great either, but they're they're a physical team and they're going to wear you down when they're on the field for 45 minutes of out of, out of the game. So um, I think with Illinois, there needs to be some changes, but they got to you know it's recruiting. I mean, you know, this is a, a rebuild. I don't know if it's a rebuild as much as a build yeah. because I, I'm not sure they had it before. So usually when you fire a coach, there's a reason you fire the coach. It's because your team's not good. Program isn't good enough. It's not up to snuff. So you need to make a change. Um, and and I think this is a situation where Brett Bieleman knows. That's why he's out recruiting and his whole staff, they're out recruiting because they need better players. Uh, and that's not to say the guys that they have aren't, they don't have some quality players, but collectively they're not talented enough and, and old enough or skilled enough. And they, you know, they, at the most important positions on the field, I mean, which is quarterback, they're, they're not very good. And, and that's really hurts your chances to win these games. Yeah. Well, you can't repeatedly convert on a third and four or a third and six. And that's the case. I mean, repeatedly it happens. And uh, you know, I'm with you. I mean, it's one of those that, you know, I, 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 I think even for myself, I was, I was believing this team, well, they have enough, they can build to X. And, and after watching Saturday, I'm not sure they can do that to your point with this group of players. And I'm with you, Brad. I, I, this is, this is not to, I'm not trying to take somebody deep. I'm not trying to, to belittle anybody. Um, this just simply, they just don't have the horses right now to compete week in, week out of the big 10. And so you've got to um, make some changes. You know, you and I were talking um, during this week about even with the freshman and, and the, the guys that you have in, the younger players right now, and in terms of the fact that, that you can't play them because of redshirt rules, I mean, can you clear up for everyone listening kind of how that works and why some of these freshmen aren't seeing a lot of time? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you have a guy that you want to keep around for four years after this, then you have to make sure that they don't play more than four games because once they hit that over that number, then they can't play anymore. Um, well, they can. They can keep playing, but then they lose a year of eligibility. But you can play them some. Um, later on and and you know that's one of those things where you got to make that decision are you going anywhere this year what are you two and five right now you're trying to you know now i will say that you know we all know that conceivably if things had if it got a little few breaks they could be you know they could be a little bit better they could have beat purdue they could have beat maryland they could have beat utsa and, and they could be five and two and maybe you're trying to make a bowl game but now you're not making a bowl game with the schedule you have left and so what you're trying to do, I think, is build for the future. Now you're in that. you got five games left. You know, maybe it's not Penn State because you probably don't want to throw a guy out there at, you know, against Penn State um, coming up because uh, they're going to be hungry and chomping at the bit, too, after their, their loss. So that's probably not where you want to throw some of these guys in. But after that, you know, maybe it's a time to give a guy a shot against Rutgers or Minnesota or, you know, or, you know, and then maybe they're ready for Iowa um, down the road. and. And we'll just have to see what happens. But I think that's the time when you start getting those guys in, in play, when you know that you can still redshirt them, but you can be a little experienced heading in the offseason. Yeah, that's, that's a good call. And by the way, we should mention that uh, Illinois and the Big Ten did uh, announce this week that uh, the Illinois at Penn State game next Saturday will be an 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff, and it will be on ABC. Uh, so the first time that the Illini on ABC. National TV for that one. That sounds uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, Penn State – had a shot to stay undefeated. They go to Iowa, big top five matchup, lose at Iowa, and now they also have this week off. So they'll be there's some frustration they're gonna to want to get out. <laughs> it could be ugly. Yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah. So well, we'll chat a little bit more uh, football later on with the Illini guys. 
football writer Matt Stevens coming up. And when we continue here after our break, it's basketball. Is this Illini team better than the one that made history last season? Could they be in the conversation about the nation's best? Come March, we'll talk about it. Stay with us. The Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com the sports spectacular powered by alanaguys.com and this segment presented by Busey bank uh, you know we do deal in opinion from time to time but let's remember these stone cold facts they're they're, they're irrefutable. Illinois won more Big Ten games in the men's basketball campaign last season than anyone in the conference. Illinois has won more Big Ten games in the past two seasons combined than anyone in conference. There are three things that don't lie. God, numbers, and ball. And with that, let's get to our roundtable. That's right. IlliniGuys.com, insider Brad Sturdy. IlliniGuys.com, director of recruiting, Kedrick Prince. I promised you earlier we'd have the experts and then me, and that's what we've got here. Um, I'm going to say this at this point because I don't want to pressure these guys into any kind of response. I don't know, and this is, this is my own personal take. I don't know if there are two people anywhere around who have the level of respect that Brad Underwood and the coaching staff has for these two. Watching him interact with you guys, uh, that becomes abundantly clear, and there's no question. So that said, we are thrilled, uh, Brad and Ken, that you – are on our team as Illini guys. So there we go. No need to respond. Let's jump right into it. Gentlemen, I'm just here so I don't get fined. There you go. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Marshawn Sturdy, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there you go. There we go. Uh, let's get into this, guys. Um, the, the season here is upon us. And um, Brad, let me start with you. I know that we've been talking about this really since last March. And, and it's finally here. This has this is sizing up to be a really, really fun winter in Champaign. Yeah, I don't think there's any question, especially where you were in March. You weren't sure if Kofi was coming back. You weren't sure what was happening in the transfer portal. You And then you lose three assistants. You make this change. And now you're now you're like ready to have what I think is going to be a really good season. And so we, we got a chance, you know, to talk a little bit about, you know, the upcoming season at Big Ten Media Days. And the, the best answer is Brad Underwood, can you be better than last year? And he says, yes. And then he paused for a second, and then he reiterates, yes, we can be better than last year. Now we have some things we have to change and get better at as we go along, but 
And we have, you know, because of their depth, even though they're replacing a guy like Io, they feel like they can be better than they were a year ago down the road. And so that would make for an exciting season, especially with fans in the stands and playing all these games instead of, you know, playing on Zoom calls and things like that. Well, I know for me, I'll tell you what, guys, I mean, the expectations are high and it's going to be a fun season. And the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is for the fans to see Andre Carbello work some of his magic and to see the crowd react to that. It's going to be nice just going to the State Farm Center to actually seeing people, you know, in the stands again and the orange crush, you know, in full effect. It's, I mean, I'm expecting a really, really good year from them. And just even Cabello mentioned that to us during media days. He's excited to get the fans back in, back on campus and um, to see what that's going to be like for him. That's how excited the fans should be to watch him play, too. I mean, Bello is so much fun to watch play. It's going to be so exciting. He'll make passes that fans are going to be like, oh, we're going to hear lots of those. Well, and I think that's the thing that we saw him. I remember the Wisconsin game in early February when Underwood benched him, and that was the low point, the ugly moment for Bello. But, boy, the way he developed uh, as the season went on, you're, and you guys have, have already seen him practice. I, I can't wait to see him get out there. And, um, you know, have the, you know, the chains taken off, so to speak, and just have him do his thing for 30 minutes a game. I think yeah, he people was... are going to be surprised nationally. You know, with those three games that he played, it was in Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. I think um, he was just special. I mean, he was just at a different, he was at a different place and they looked really, really good. And I think um, some people get it, but nationally, I think when they see the ball in his hands the whole time, He's just going to be – I mean, he changes the game. And he's an old-school point guard that really, really thrives on making other players around him better. And I just know there's going to be tons of highlight reels from ESPN, from Fox Sports 1 and the Big Ten Network just because of who he is. And he Illinois is very lucky to have a guy like that around considering what you just lost in Iowa. Yeah, no question. I, I, now we're talking about Bellow, point guard, but what, it seems like we're forgetting our first team All-American guy, you know, our All-Big Ten guy, Big Kof, right? I mean, he. it's funny. I mean, Bellow's going to be throwing oops to Kof, and it'll be so much fun. And, and So I think that it's exciting to have – got point guard and big guy, and then you fill around him. And, you know, super seniors, Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, our guy, you know, so all these people – uh, you know, it's this great, great team to build around these two stars uh, to make them really good. Now, of course, I'm excited. You know, Ken, everybody's excited about the season. But if there's a game, I know last year it was Iowa because we would get to watch Garza and Kofi. And Kofi did really well against Garza last year. But this year it's got to be Kofi going against Hunter Dickinson. That's got to be the game that we're all looking for since Hunter Dickinson hates Illinois and Illinois fans as he uh, – Told, told us last week. I was very surprised that he did that during Big Ten Media Day. But what he did, he created a fun rivalry. And let's face it, college basketball needs that. It's not just Duke and North Carolina. It's great for Illinois to have the rivalry with Michigan again. Um, they used to be Indiana, and it's kind of gone away a little bit. Luca Garz is gone. So now uh, Hunter Dickinson, you know, spoke up, and I think the fans rose to the occasion. And I, he might be surprised when he comes to the State Farm Center. Well, I think it could be a, it could be a really good rivalry if Michigan ever beat Illinois under Underwood. I mean, what is Jawan oh, Howard's right. over, right? Over so three, I mean, I, I guess it, I've over three. So I think if if Michigan can actually win one of the two matchups this year, then we might have a rivalry. But if not, I guess you know they're just another team they get to play every year. So. Yeah, you're right. Guaranteed two more conference wins. I enjoyed putting that on Twitter last year. Oh, did I enjoy. (laughs) My favorite tweets of the year. 
That's right. Uh, Juwan Howard, 0-3 as a coach against Brad Underwood. BU has his number. Uh, I don't care what the national people say. There's no question about that. And, you know, what, guys, I think it's just fun just to be a part of this again, to have Illinois in this conversation because it has been so many years since we have had a chance to say, no, 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 we're also good. No, this team also can do that. No, this team also should be talked about. And, you know, we lost in that last year because you didn't have the, the NCAA tournament where um, I think we all agree that even as a five, probably a six seed, they were primed to maybe make a, an upset if they had of. Uh, boy, I can't imagine the hype they would have gone into last year with. So all the hype they're getting now, I don't get into preseason rankings and all that. It's, it's just good. It's good fodder, but it's great for the program and for the kids and the notoriety to know that you've worked hard, at least people are respecting you. Yeah, I don't think there's a huge difference whether you're ranked fifth or 12th or whatever. You're in the mix. I mean, you're being talked about. That's what matters. You got to be in the mix. You got to be one of those teams they're talking about. And Illinois is that team, is one of those teams this year. They're one of the teams that, and I, I think there are question marks when you're placing an All American. There's always going to be question marks. But at the same time, they have a lot of answers that we're going to see. And I think we got to see. Um, Ked and I have seen in workouts, practices, or whatever. Um, we've seen they've got some answers. And I'll tell you what, I know this next weekend, I'll feel bad for St. Francis when they come to Champaign. That's going to be <laughs> ugly. <laughs> That's right. It is going to be ugly. That is uh, next Saturday at uh, State Farm Center. Hey, we're going to step aside for, uh, for just a moment. This segment, again, presented by BUC Bank. Stay with us. A quick timeout. More basketball roundtable to follow. The Illinois Fighting Illini a week away from opening exhibition play. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At BUC Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Hey, loser. Leave me alone. When a child shares hurtful comments online, that's bullying. Visit erasebullying.ca to learn how to help your child stand up to cyberbullying. As you look at like a legacy at Illinois, I mean, you, you can create a legacy here. You already had a great, you know, two years, but now this third year, maybe adding something to it. What's that mean to you? It means a lot, you know, like, like I said, I don't know if you saw the article earlier, but like, you know, like cementing your legacy, not many players get to do that, you know, and like, I feel like it's really special to me because it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know, and to come here and do it here where I've done so much and these people have shown so much love and support and the coaches have so, so given, given so much time and effort into me, like it's just important to me. How excited are you to play in front of a packed State Farm Center this really year? excited. I remember how I felt, how I felt in uh, my freshman year and, you know, we, we were missing it last year and I feel like it's going to be really good for the guys to experience that, the guys that haven't experienced it. The Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular continues with our basketball roundtable. Larry Smith here. And all to be in the presence of IlliniGuys.com insider Brad Sturdy, IlliniGuys.com director of recruiting, Kedrick Prince. We just heard from Kofi Colburn. They're coming out of the break talking about his legacy. Brad, I'll start with you. Um, you know, we haven't had a player like Kofi at Illinois. Um, if they go deep, if, if they can run the table, maybe win it all, he could be the greatest ever to, to wear the uniform. 
Yeah, I mean, Kofi's put himself in position to be a two-time All-American, a two-time All-Big Ten, possibly Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, and, you know, if they can earn a top seed and make a Final Four run, I mean, that's a pretty amazing legacy, one of the greatest Illini of all time. Um, Kofi's a special kid, and I really – one thing, I, I got to interview him, you know, for media day. And of course, the, the but I tell you, the most fun I've had with Kofi was sitting with him watching an AAU basketball game in July – talking about his live Instagram, this is a special kid. And I, we really need to appreciate him, not just for what he does on the basketball floor. This dude is happy all the time. I swear when Kofi's mad, well, maybe it's because you don't want to see him mad because he's seven foot tall and weighs 290 pounds. But he is happy all the time. He's a great uh, personality. He's just a great guy. You go watch practice. He's smiling. First sprint, he wins every first sprint because he you know, just runs butt off till he gets a little tired. But he, he's an amazing kid. Oh, I, I agree with you. And, you know, without a doubt, Saturday during open practice, you know, he did a couple of things wrong. And I know his freshman year, you know, Coach Underwood would have chewed him out and he would have put his head down. You know, he got chewed out a couple of times Saturday and he made a joke and Coach Underwood winked his eye and laughed at him. So, you know, just the growth is there. But you're right. You know what? You know, I was the first guy that was ever a first-team All-American. Kofi was second-team All-American last year. And if he could be first-team this year, arguably he, that he, it makes up for a good statement that he could be the best of all time or if not considered one of the top two or three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the first uh, two-time All-American since D. Brown. That's some pretty lofty uh, company to be in. Um, Brad, you were talking in the break, and I want to get Kedrick's thoughts too, that, that now you actually have in Omar Payne um, a guy that you can put up there. I mean, Coleman Hawkins has made some strides too, you're telling us, but Omar Payne is somebody really talented, also a top 50 prospect in that same draft class or that same recruiting class, I should say. Um, we could see these two together, and you were saying this could be pretty devastating to opponents. Yeah, Payne can really defend the rim. He's a di he's more mobile than Kofi, but man, it's fun to watch this these guys go head to head because Payne is becoming a much better post defender from defending Kofi each day in practice, and Kofi's having to actually defend a guy who's you know six ten and long and athletic, and and try and, and actually have to score against him is really making both those guys a lot better and. Off the record, people have we've talked about Omar Payne. Omar Payne, I don't know how they used him at Florida or why they used him the way they did, but he's a really good player when used properly. He's going to be a valuable piece on this Illini team. Ked, there was a video you saw that that uh, kind of encapsulated that. Yeah, I mean the the University of Illinois Twitter page they had a video of Kofi going up to one of his famous monster slams. And one of the things we've all heard about Omar Payne was how good of a shot blocker he was. He threw it back in Kofi's face. And it was amazing to see just because he is different. And him being transferring to Illinois was a good situation. Sometimes people think his transfer is baggage. This was a healthy situation for him because he looks like a totally different player compared to what Florida used him in. I mean, he's getting post touches. He runs the floor. And he's going to give Illinois a different look that they haven't had ever because he can guard the perimeter a little bit. He can move laterally. And I think that's going to be a bonus. And if you put them on the court together at the same time, and can you imagine if they put Coleman Hawkins out there with them, that's going to be deep. I just I like what they have, and I just think he adds a total, totally different dimension to that team. So you're, you're saying we could see Kofi at 7 foot, Payne at 6'10", and Hawkins at 6'10", on the court um, at the same time? You're going to see that at some point in the non-conference schedule. I can assure you that. Can you imagine what that's going to look like to opposing teams? 
No. Yeah, they can throw in one of those Syracuse zones with those three guys on the bottom and throw like a Hutcherson and Curbelo out front, Hutcherson with his length out front, or uh, DeMonte, whoever. But, man, you just so long, you create so much havoc um, in a 2-3 in a Syracuse zone. That's crazy. Hey, another guy I want to talk about is the, the other transfer, Alonzo Plummer. Um, I know you both uh, really talked about in the spring when, when Underwood was, was wooing him and finally landed him. Uh, during that very, very busy weekend back in April. Um, best shooter in the portal? Brad, that's what you called him. Has is, is he lived up to that? Yeah, he's amazing. I, I, the thing about Plummer, in the first hour of practice, I, in, I, in three workouts, in the first hour of the workouts, he never misses. Like, I mean, I mean, like, he doesn't miss. If he gets a look at a basket, it's going in. Now, as the workout goes on, you get in the last 30 minutes, he gets a little tired because they all get tired and – and uh, it's it's different, but I, I think conditioning because you get in game conditioning. But it's amazing. I mean, and he doesn't just make shots when he's like standing in the three point line shooting in a drill. Like he runs off screens and he's coming off. He's catching, turning, to square in the air and draining threes from you know 24, 25 feet. It's it's ridiculous what he can do. And the guys, other guys on the team are just like the minute if he gets a clean look, they're just like yeah, it's in. They don't even. Just, it's it's over. So maybe that, that might hurt their rebounding numbers. They're going to expect it to go in every time he shoots it. So I don't know. I was, I was talking to uh, Colin Hawkins that he was there. He lives out in California. He got there last Wednesday. I think he told me on a Thursday or Friday one of the practices, the kid won a whole practice without a miss. And he's never seen that before. I mean, that's how good of a shooter he is. And his range is so deep. I just I think he's going to be fun to watch because there'll there'll be games where he hits seven or eight nine three pointers and that's just going to be great for the crowd to see. He may be one of the best shooters ever put on the orange and blue uniform down the Champagne. Wow, yeah, that that's impressive. Well, uh, it's the basketball roundtable with Brad Sturdy and Kendrick Prince here. Uh, more on the Illini hoops and some surprises uh, here during the early preseason workouts. And can the freshmen get playing time? We'll talk all about that next on the Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. The Sports Spectacular continues. Uh, glad you're with us here. No Illini football this weekend, so the conversation continues on Illini basketball. Talking with Brad Surdy and Kendrick Prince of IlliniGuys.com. Hey guys, hearing all about the shooters in the offseason and here in the preseason. Uh, so many more guys who can really drain it on this team. We know what Trent Frazier can do, Demonte Williams, that leading scorer in the nation last year, leading three-point shooter, I should say, in the nation last year. Uh, Jacob Grandison hitting 25 straight before the Michigan game. Uh, Afonso Plummer, uh, Brandon Pazinski, the, the, the freshman, Luke Goody, the freshman. Uh, who am I missing? Hutchison. Hutchison, yeah. Coleman Hawkins, also yeah. a good shooter. So, yeah, yeah. everybody can shoot it. And that, that, now you space around a big 7-foot, 290-pound guy, and it's pretty hard to guard. Speaking of, how's he doing on passing out of the double team? That's one of the big questions that we get all the time that he really just, that was a real deficiency in his game was assists, was passing out. I mean, how much work has he put in on the off season and can you see a difference? That's one thing he's focused on. He even mentioned it, you know, that's what he has to work on. You know, obviously it's stepping out and facing up a little bit, but I think there are two things. It's being able to pass out of a double team and being able to defend ball screens. Those two things as he works at those, 
Um, I think you're going to see those are the things he has to do to get to the next level. And they've really worked on him passing out of uh, double teams and, and not when he doesn't have deep post position and he can turn and, you know, make a cross court pass, kick out quickly, repost. Those are things they've done some drills working on those things. And it's an area where he's uh, we've seen some improvement, but now he's got to show it in the game. Yeah. I, you know, there was a couple of times Saturday that I, I noticed it that he did that. And I know one of the things he talked about when he came back to Illinois was he wanted to be able to shoot a little bit and not just post moves and dunk around the basket. I saw a couple of, you know, floaters, but also I remember him throwing the ball across court and that's, just going to make it easier for him. And, you know, the thing that fans have to remember, including us, he hasn't played basketball very long. I think maybe this is his fifth or sixth year ever. I think so. He's not been playing very, very long. So, we have to keep that in mind. Yeah, no question about that. Talking here with uh, Brad Sturdy and Kedrick Prince here with the Illini guys. Uh, you can catch all the stuff on IlliniGuys.com. As you look at uh, here toward the season, again, we, we've got all these, these pieces together. Um, I want to get both of your opinions. I'll start with you, Brad. Two things um, in terms of the chemistry you've got, as we've talked before, really nine guys that can make an argument for being in the starting five, but you can only put five on the court at once. How is that going to play out as, as the moment as you see? And you got three freshmen as well that um, all come in with their own, you know, bona fides. And these guys, you know, they, they're bringing some game. They're working hard. How do you keep them happy in the season, understanding that you're sitting behind uh, one of the deepest, most veteran teams um, and talented teams in the country? Brad, Brad, let's start with you. Well, I think that's going to be a tough job for Brad Underwood just to make keeping everybody happy. But, you know, in today's era of the transfer portal, that's that's name of the game. You know, you you can leave and go play somewhere else. I think the one thing is that you know, we talk about the nine guys, and then I, I arguably most people who watched the last the open workout um, last week, they would say Luke Goody was one of the better players on the floor. But you know, if you watched, I watched a workout the week before when Luke Goody was a little bit lost because he's a freshman trying to figure it out, and that's what freshmen do. They're going to have great days and they're going to have bad days because they're freshmen, and they get better as as time goes on. So I like. But I like having that depth. When you've got three freshmen who can play coming in, they're going to have days. When teams play a zone, well, Podzemski may see some time. Teams, are, you know, we need somebody to defend. We use RJ. We need a guy to play some uh, stretch four. It's Luke Goody. I mean, they all have a role. They can all do some things um, that can really uh, affect the team. And if nothing else, they're just getting better and they're practicing. And you, you're going to see these exhibition games. They're going to play. I think they'll play 12 guys because they're not going to play as many minutes. You know, they'll play 12, 13 guys uh, to get them all minutes. Well, my thought with it is, to, to be honest with you, I'm glad to hear you say that. I mean, a lot of people pick this magic number eight and nine. They have to play 10 guys. It's going to be really difficult to keep all those kids happy, you know, for a whole season playing nine guys. You know, let's face it. You're right. The transfer portal's out there. You know, you don't want to see the kids leave. The kids have to be patient and understand that this team is – they have a lot of super seniors on it and make sure those guys will be gone, and so it will be their turn. But getting those some game-time experience is huge. I think the non-conference schedule will, you know, should be able to provide them some games to get in. And then, you know, when the Big Ten season starts, you pick and choose when you get a chance to play those guys. But it's a tough job to have, but it's also a nice job, it's, you know, to have at least the alternative, you know, compared to when Brad Underwood first got there, that roster compared to this one is totally different. You know, it's so impressive to see what this team has done. You think about that at, at the end of year two, Underwood's second season, they were 12 and 21. 21 losses were a school record. And to see the turnaround of what, what has happened, you know, given, a, of course, Iowa, the Pied Piper opens the door for all that. 
But um, boy, it is exciting to see this now. I believe this would uh, put you guys on the spot. So next Saturday, the first exhibition game. Um, then we're, you know, coming up a couple, about two and a half weeks after that, we'll do the first regular season game against Jackson State coming up on November 9th. Uh, put you guys on the spot right here. First loss this season for Illinois is to who? Um, I, I honestly don't think they're going to lose in the non-conference. I, I really don't, and I think they're going to win the two games playing in. Um, so I think the first loss is probably a road game at, like, down the road. at uh, some. It'll be in the Big Ten season. I firmly believe that. I can't tell you which one. At Michigan, at Purdue, at Indiana, something like that maybe. Uh, well, not Michigan because Illinois doesn't lose them. But so at Indiana or at, <laughs> at Purdue, maybe. Um, so as we uh, we get there, but you know I could see that. I you know I was going to be funny and say Gonzaga in the national championship game, but but you know I didn't want to go that far. But no, I do think they have a really good chance to run the table in the non-conference. Although I think Arizona is better than people think. I think Arkansas will be solid. I think you know there's some solid quality teams that are going to play, but. I really like their pieces and their depth in those games that they can overcome and their veteran leadership. So that's my take. Wow. So Brad Surdy is saying, you look at the schedule, all those road games you're talking about are in February. So yeah. undefeated going into February. I, I like that. Kedrick, what are your thoughts? Well, Brad and I didn't talk about this. So the fans listening don't think we did, but if they were going to lose, in the non-conference, it might be Arkansas, but I don't see it happening. I don't see them losing. I've been on record saying that before. I think if, if they do lose, I think it will be a Purdue. Purdue is a tough, tough place to play. And I'm not saying it because Brad did. I just think that's one of the places where, you know, they're you know they're one of the top two or three teams in the country, and they're going to be ready to play Illinois. Um, Illinois had their number recently. so And, and that's not going to be a bad loss, but I think non-conference – I just don't see it happening. I think they're that good, and I don't see a team on that schedule. Even Missouri, even though they've had Illinois number the last two or three years, I think Illinois brings that trophy back to Champaign. I, personally, I'm not happy. The Christmas gift that I want, I've already told my family, I want an Illinois win by 30 over Mizzou this year after the, the pain of the last three or four years. <laughs> Put it on record. Possible. No pressure, guys. No pressure. Hey, uh, Kendrick Prince, uh, thanks for joining us. You're going to come back here next hour with your recruiting news, right? We'll talk, to, we'll talk recruiting in the roundup. Sounds good to me. Okay, you got the lasso and the 10-gallon hat ready? That's already on my head. All right, there we go. Kendrick Prince, thanks. We'll talk to you in a few. Brad uh, Surrey, of course, is going to be here as well. This is uh, the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Time now for a quick timeout. Much more to come after this on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com attention travelers next tuesday a major hurricane will cause complete chaos throughout the city food water and phone service will be in short supply there will likely be panic citywide Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. 
Communicate. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say, I trust science and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, you'll get the vaccine. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, it's called taking care of one another. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again, please. Rock back here on the Alana Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by AlanaGuys.com. And this segment presented by HX Home Solutions, a better business bureau since 1950. These guys are fantastic. Definitely check them out, HX Home Solutions. You know, if you have been a, a part of the AlanaGuys.com uh, community for uh, the better part of 2000, uh, make that you know 2021, uh, uh, then you know that earlier in the year we did a podcast with the Alani Gals, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, and they were brave enough to come on and join me again right now. So on with us right now to discuss a little Illini sports, Marianne in Tucson, Arizona, Joan in Champaign, and Kendra in Aurora, Illini gals. Good to see you again. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Now, um, if, if you heard the podcast, you can still find the podcast on IlliniGuys.com, by the way, that we did earlier this year. Joan, you were somebody who, who has a long history with Illinois football. Just refresh us again. It goes back to when you were a child, right? Going to, yes. to games at Memorial yes. Stadium? Yes. My father started taking me when I was four years old, and now I'm going to out myself in 1954. <laughs> wow. And uh, I went to the only Rose Bowl we've won in 1964. And yes, we they had season tickets for years. I mentored Illinois football players. So yes, a very long history. Well, first off, congratulations, because there are very few people who can say, I was there at the Rose Bowl for the only Rose Bowl that Illinois won. So right away, we should put like put you up on a ring of honor somewhere at Memorial Stadium. Um, suffering. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> suffering over the years. Well, tell us, give us your thoughts about uh, this year's team as we talk right now, two and five going into the bye week. The game against Wisconsin it was not one that we're going to ever remember and say we were there for. What are your thoughts on this team and uh, and Coach Bielema in this first year? Well, I think we have to give him a chance. I, I think he's a proven winner, and we can't expect to turn it around in a year, and I don't think he has a lot of talent on the team. Saturday was ugly. You know, we need a quarterback. We need a line. We need a lot of things, and I'm assuming in this bye week they're doing a lot of recruiting. I still am very hopeful that he'll turn this program around and at least get it to the point that we could be in Iowa. You know, that's a great comparison, a program that at once upon a time, Illinois and Iowa's programs were very similar. Iowa's kind of taken off and left Illini in the dust, unfortunately. Um, But as you said, you've been uh, tied to this program in a number of ways over the years. Is this the kind of thing you've seen before in your experience with in terms of coaches coming in and and trying to – what experience have you had with that with coaches coming in and trying to impose their will on the program? Oh, sadly, way too many of them. Starting, <laughs> starting with Valak and then Moeller and 
you know, it just unfolds. We've had a few bright moments and more that were not so bright. But, you know, Illini fans, hope springs eternal. Joan, you were always a voice of wisdom when we uh, when we talk about Illini football. Now, Kendra and Marianne, I know you're big basketball fans. Yeah. We don't want to leave you out of the conversation. <laughs> do you have any thoughts on football? Marianne, do you see um, any games out there in Tucson? Well, I don't, I don't watch them live. I usually record them and then watch them later if I think they're worth watching, unfortunately. Um, I think a lot of people thought just because we had a lot of super seniors coming back that we would be able to compete with the powerhouses in the league. And that's just really not the truth. But I am excited that we have a coach from our state, a long history of recruiting and winning, and I'm very hopeful for the future. You know, I remember when Lovey was first hired, hope rung eternal, and everyone was excited and thought, this is going to be it. We've got the coach now. It's going to turn around. And Unfortunately, that didn't work. So I think everyone expects, you know, Bielema to come in and flip a switch and everything is, is sunshine and roses and it's not that easy. So it's frustrating. I totally agree that it's frustrating, but got to give it time. And I, I think he'll, he'll get the job done, but it may not be this year. Yeah. It's going to take some time. I think that we all agree that maybe that there isn't as much talent there as what we had hoped would be the case. And I think it's Saturday, unfortunately, was was a reminder that there's a long way to go. I was mentioning to someone that I, someone on, on the IlliniGuys.com message board uh, over last weekend talked about the Kentucky football program. And I said, that's a great litmus test of a coach. Mark Stoops was 2-10 in his first year, which matched the record of Joker Phillips, the coach he replaced. And didn't have a winning record until year four. Um, and now he's got them on a roll where this weekend they're heading down to Georgia, taking on the number one Bulldogs. They're expected to lose that game, but they could run the table the rest of the way. And Mark Stoops, who began two and 10 in year one, now in year nine, may put up the first 11 win season in UK football history, going back to when Bear Bryant was coaching in Lexington. I know we're hopeful, but do you have the, do you have the stomach to wait till year four for a winning season? Well, we don't have a lot of choice. Right. <laughs> no, and if you're in a longtime Illini fan, you've been, your patience has been tested over and over and over again. <laughs> so I, I guess it'll be tested this time, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got the game next week against Penn State on ABC for everyone to see uh, a primetime showing there at noon. So let's hope they can uh, uh, get some things figured out here in this uh, this off week. Okay, let's get to the fun stuff. Basketball starts next week. I, I just want to get your thoughts. Last time we talked, of course, the team was was on a roll, um, didn't finish in terms of in the NCAA tournament. Let me just start with your thoughts. Let's just start with, with Marianne. Give us your thoughts on the season coming up. I'm as excited as I've been in a long time, for sure. Um, I don't want to just pencil them in for the national championship because we see what can happen. You know, you can, uh, a long rebound, um, players not moving as well as they should, and anything can happen. But I really am looking forward to seeing this team come together and play as a unit. And I do think we will be hard to beat. And I actually think we'll be better than last year. So uh, I'm very excited and very hopeful. You said you think they'll be better than last year, even though they lose IO from this team. Why do you think they'll be better? Well, you're not going to replace IO for one thing. <laughs> Um, but someone else will step up and somebody else will be the closer if we need a closer at the end of the game. I think with uh, our two transfers, Omar and uh, Plummer, I, I think we're better offensively than we were last year. And they're going to have to play defense because if you don't play defense, you don't play for our coach. So 
Um, I think it may take a few games for them to figure out the right combination, but I'm excited. And I think we'll probably even play faster than we did last year. And um, I, I think there's good things ahead for Illinois basketball. Um, I am cautiously optimistic. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the battered Illini fan syndrome is always in the back of my head. Um, I think it's going to be a great year and then something happens. They have a bad game and expectations kind of come back down to, to earth, back down to reality. So um, I'm sure there'll be a couple of games that are frustrating and, you know, kind of set us back a little bit, but I am cautiously optimistic. I'm excited to see the new players, uh, some of the transfers and the new guys. You know, the freshmen may not play as much, but, uh, you know, like Marianne was saying, see Payne and Plummer and see how they do. I'm excited. I can't wait for it to start. We have a, my son and I have a countdown, so we have 12 days to go. Um, so we're excited, uh, but cautiously optimistic. <laughs> well, I'm very optimistic. I think maybe <laughs> Underwood's biggest um, dilemmas or issues this year will be chemistry and rotation, you know, who he uses when, and now he's usually does four minute uh, substituting. So, you know, I think a lot of people will get, uh, get minutes. But um, barring injuries, which is always a concern, uh, I think we have uh, some real talent on this team and he's recruiting well and I have a great deal of faith. So it'll be a fun ride as long as we don't hit Loyola in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I, I was at that game. It was brutal. Yes, it was. Talking with the Illini Gals, part of the IlliniGuys.com community. And this segment presented by HX Home Solutions. A quick timeout and then more with the Illini Gals here on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. The Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, and catching up with the Illini gals, Mary Ann, Joan, and Kendra. And I want to continue here. What's the one thing that concerns you about this upcoming basketball season? Um, you know, I, I saw some of the reports from the open practice, and it sounds like defense might be a little bit of a concern. Um, not that they're not good at it, but it sounds like some of them kind of took the day off, weren't giving it full effort. Um, and we've seen that before with Illini teams. Um, and I'm glad it was just a practice that it happened in. But we have seen where the full effort isn't always there in games. Um, so hearing that it's already starting that way in practice here in October, a uh, little concerning that we may have some games where players phone it in, they don't give the full effort, things like that. So um, I know that there were some comments about that also on, on defense, um, you know, not really playing defense <laughs> during the practice. That's, that's a concern. So um, 
So I would say, yeah, things about effort and defense would probably be my biggest red flag at the moment. Uh, I don't really have a lot of overriding concerns. I'm looking forward to seeing Kofi pass out of the post, and that would be a vast improvement. And I just hope that the game planning is flexible. I mean, I we've got three new assistant coaches. And uh, I hope everyone's on the same page. And I, I just don't have a lot of concerns. I have a great deal of optimism. I don't really have any concerns either. I think the one thing um, in years past, you know, the teams have uh, taken plays off and uh, we've never consistently, uh, you know, stepped on other teams' throats. You know, we let them back in the game from time to time. And I'm excited that Chester is back because uh, he's not going to let those guys, if at all possible, let up because that's not him. That's not his mentality. So if you can't get excited to play for Coach Underwood and, and Chester and the rest of the coaches, then you probably should should be sitting on the bench. So that that's my only concern. I think they're bought in from everything I've read. I think... Um, Bello is going to be our new um, lead dog or whatever. And um, I think um, I wouldn't want to disappoint him. So hopefully they all feel that way about each other. They don't want to let, let each other down and, and we'll do those things that we haven't done in the past as far as putting teams away. Yeah. That everyday guys mentality, I think is there that, you know, Georgie and IO brought in Kofi and you've got the seniors now, Trent and DeMonte, We'll be there to teach the younger people and the newcomers kind of how you go about things. Uh, let me ask you this. Was there ever a time this summer that you wondered, how are we going to get out of this with the transfers? We knew Iowa was going to leave. Adam leaves his issue with his mom, not liking the playing time, even though he started every game for a number one seed. Can't figure that out. All three assistant coaches leave. Kofi flirts at the NBA, considers going to another school, transferring. There was so much that happened. Did you ever this at some point in that 90 day period between April and July and wonder, will we ever get out of this mess and, and get to the season intact? Marianne, what were your thoughts? Well, I, it, I think it had a little more patient than most of the guys on the site who were <laughs> surprised there weren't more heart attacks. They were every five <laughs> minutes, they wanted an update and we're, Oh my God, we're never going to get a third assistant. Um, I, I, I'm very confident of, what, of the guys that Coach Underwood has put together. And, um, you know, everybody will say, oh, yeah, you really didn't think this. But I felt like Kofi would come back. I mean, really, with the, the what is it, the N- NIL, name, image, likeness. Yes, uh -huh. and, and he's only going to be in college one more year. Why would you start over someplace else? I mean, that just didn't make sense to me. I know that, you know, these kids have other options and families and everybody's in their ear, but I really felt like he was coming back. And, um, you know, so um, I wasn't quite as concerned as everybody else. And I'm, I, I loved our previous coaching staff. I wish them nothing but the best, but I feel like we have more Illinois guys, which I'm truly excited about because when you go there, when you like Chester, you play there, you sweat and you, I mean, I remember the game where he played with the blisters on his feet. People wouldn't have even put shoes on and he played the whole game. When you feel that way about a place, it, it, it makes a difference. It really does. Well, listen, Marianne, uh, Joan and Kendra, thank you so much for joining us.
the Illini gals. Um, as always, you've given us some great insight and look forward to doing this again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. All right. The Illini gals talking to us here on the Illini guys sports spectacular. Great, great insight. If you get a chance, go back. Certainly listen to the podcast that we did earlier this year on IlliniGuys.com. Time right now for a quick timeout. We'll continue with more uh, after we finish off this segment right here presented by HX Home Solutions. This is the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network.